Hey kids, I, listen guys, I know that it's only 24 hours until the big regionals competition for our American Glee Club Society, but I have huge news. You do? What? Tell us about it, coach. Well, I just found out that this- Yeah, that's what Glee Club directors are called. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm the coach. I'm coach Mr. Will Schuster, and I'm here to tell you that there are some people in this club who might be gay, and I've been inspired. <gasps> what? <laughs> coach i can't believe it there's a there's a whole gay there's at least one entire gay and so i think that we should completely throw out the regional set list that we only just thought of yesterday and we should all write original songs about what it's like knowing who a gay person is well you, you know coach music i've got a song is it about knowing gay people y yes and it's it's, it's fun fiction. <laughs> so welcome to fun fiction, the show where two idiots ruin that thing you like. And I'm just a small town girl. Living in a lonely world, Scotty Moore. And I threw a, a slushy full of rock salt at a child. I'm making danger. <laughs> and I am coming to you live from a shared Britney Spears dream sequence. Tanner Vogelsang. <laughs> yes, welcome. Firstly, welcome to the show, Tanner. And secondly, how how fucking dare you? Yeah, I, I was gonna say in the in the grand tradition of of many uh, fun fiction guests, we're so happy to have you here. Also, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Listen, I shortly after finding this podcast, I immediately went into the DMs and said, "Hey, I'm trying not to barge onto strangers' podcasts as much as I used to." But I'd really love to inflict glee upon you. You did get in those DMs, and I promptly. Uh, Scotty did. Scotty did ask for it. Is the thing. <laughs> yes, I did. Well, it just appealed to the inner theater kid in me. It appealed to my my childlike sense of wonder. <laughs> oh dear. Here for for for, for I know it's, it's it's been it's been a minute. Uh, so since since we. Who was the last? Oh, Charles was the last guest. Yeah, Charles doesn't count. It's fine. <laughs> Tanner, uh, what, what, what do you do? What do you do? What do you even do? Are you asking like podcast wise or life wise? <laughs> <laughs> but but pod, pod podcast wise, but you know what? If you're in the mood to like share, who am I to stop you? Well, it's, it's just a weird question because I've I've been on podcasts that you normally host like screenwriters and film composers and stuff and then they get to me like tanner what what do you do like well i have podcasts and i work at a grocery store so <laughs> um but i mean i guess i not to get into the self-promotion right off the bat but i guess the main thing is that i have a podcast called loser like me which me and my friend christina are watching every episode of glee and also the glee project the reality show spinoff which is a bit of a crime we think oh god no <laughs> no Seems like everything related to Glee is a crime, but yeah. See, it's it's contextually important to to know what it is, and then you'll be able. You will, at the at the end, we'll do the thing where you plug yeah. everything. But that that's the big yeah, the, thing. The important thing is that I've I've watched every <laughs> single episode of Glee, and soon I'll have watched them all multiple times. And and like I have never stopped believing, and I'm afraid it's terminal. And oh the question God. we have for you is why? Why this? Why Glee of all things? 
here's the here's the thing. You're 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 gonna think I'm lying, but sometimes Glee is good. <laughs> no, okay. Here's why I'm upset because like when we had Aemon on to talk about Digimon the movie, I was upset because they brought a garbage piece of media at our door and left it and then rang the doorbell. I'm upset How now. How dare you? Digimon the movie is exquisite. <laughs> sure. We cannot relitigate this. I'm upset because you brought me what I was fully expecting to open a flaming da- bag of dog crap, and it was actually really good at moments, and it made me very mad. And I think that's like the genesis of Glee, because I mean, it wouldn't have gotten insanely popular if there wasn't something there. But but I think I because I, I don't I don't know how fast you were shotgunning this shit, Scotty. But but I, I imagine, you know, it gets real bad real quick because what I did instead of watching Glee was watch a bunch of out of context clips and then look up all of the the lists that say here's the craziest things everyone forgot happened on glee did, did any of those lists mention the gas leak yes yes they have a muppet episode because of the gas exactly. leaks a woman fakes a pregnancy and tries to buy a baby from one of the students the fake, ba- the fake baby <laughs> plot is so good okay J- jade lynch takes to the two the two gay boys the one whose name i don't remember and the one who was in the very Potter musical, the pot Potter thing. Yes. And, and puts them in a saw trap until they love each other again. And she's got a saw. Yep, puppet. Yep, yep. <laughs> Season six, baby. <laughs> so, uh, that's what Megan did to prep. What I did is I just watched the first three episodes while playing Minecraft at the same time. So I wasn't fully paying attention, but in those three episodes, Less than probably about two hours of television I consumed, I saw a a teacher blackmail his student by accusing him of smoking pot. I saw an acapella group both form and disband with the help of Josh Groban, a woman faking a pregnancy, a hate crime, and I saw a guy who can't come because he thinks about the time he hit someone with his car. <laughs> that's the no, first he, three he comes too much. That's the issue. He has to think about the manslaughter to stop the cum. <laughs> okay, I, a very different but equally upsetting situation. I thought you were about to say no. It's he can only do it if he's thinking about the manslaughter. <laughs> it's his kink. So, and what's bad is that moment, I was like, okay, this is just one of the fun Glee throwaway jokes of like, haha, we're subversive, he's thinking about like a murder. Then it comes back later in the same episode, because him and, uh, is Rachel her name? Yeah. Is the, it, well, well, hang on. Okay, Rachel is Leah Michelle. She has the dark hair and she's a bitch. Okay. And, and then Quinn is Diana Agron and she has the blonde hair and she's also a bitch, but we like her. Yeah, I, I fucking hate Rachel. Uh, as as a theater kid, I've met numerous Rachels throughout my time, and none of them are good people. But yeah, they're like making out, and then in the middle of making out, he just thinks about the manslaughter and is like, I can't do this. I hit someone with my car once. Oh my god. See, I just have all of these disconnected, like, disparate things of that Rachel sends a girl to a uh, who she feels threatened by to a crack house to keep her from auditioning yeah, or something that one was the one that was so buck wild for me i like to pretend it didn't happen everything else i can accept is canon but like that's too much for me 
Okay, what about a character, I'm not sure who, gaslights another character into an eating disorder by giving her clothes that are smaller and smaller? Yeah, that one was real, but, like, at least it wasn't played for laughs. <laughs> okay. Oh, the, oh, the crack house yes. was. Look at, look at, oh, look at how crazy Rachel is. She's got to send, she's going to send sunshine to a crack house so that she can't steal her role in the club. Isn't she a weirdo? I hate this show so much. <laughs> I feel like if I'd put more thought in, we could have played a game where you just told us batshit things and we had to guess whether or not it actually occurred on Glee. Uh, I, I will say this this show did unintentionally have an effect on me in high school because every like theater kid in high school was like, well, fucking don't stop believing, though, because Glee. And I was at a theater conference where we were all sitting waiting for the awards ceremony, all dressed in suits. And I did start singing Don't Stop Believing, and within the next 10 seconds, the entire arena of little theater nerds were all singing Don't Stop Believing, and joy, pure joy on their faces. Then you look up to just like the teachers on the stage, unamused, every single one of them. <laughs> I'm so glad that I was out of high school by the time the show came out. I mean, I was in college, yeah. which was a little bit of a danger zone, but uh, it, it wasn't an arts college. So, you know, had that going for me. But yeah, no, especially with a lot of the people that I knew in high school, it would have been absolutely fucking insufferable. I was in senior year and in both normal choir and chamber choir when the show came out. Oh, and no. It oh. was the talk of the town. There <laughs> mm -hmm. were people like criticizing the ballet moves during Total Eclipse of the Heart. We managed to force our director to let us sing Don't Stop Believing. And let me tell you, Don't Stop Believing is not nearly as fun if you do not have one of the lead roles, because otherwise you're just standing in the back going, da, 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 <laughs> da, da, da. da. <laughs> See, that's why, that's why I'm not a musical... Th I'm a normal theater person, which is the only way I escaped this. And if there's one thing you'll know about normal theater people, it's that um, we fucking hate musical theater people so much. Because you're pretentious. Now, it, it's a mixture of being pretentious and then also, like, the only show anyone cares about is the musical. And so if you're not in that, you can go fuck yourself. So... It is very much no mommy, please look at me energy from normal theater kids. <laughs> you, you do sing an awful lot for a non-theater kids, or a non-musical theater kids, Yeah, Scotty. well, I mean, it's I'm still a theater kid. It's still gonna be in there. And they're not all musical theater songs. It's, it's a variety of songs from throughout music history, much like Glee fucking dude like that was i was going to do uh have you heard of the hit uh, hit movie money plane i was going to do another song from money plane the musical <laughs> this episode but just the fact that i was like okay i'll just do a song from glee let me look up like the most popular glee songs and then it was like top 100 songs sung on glee and i was like jesus christ no yeah isn't it just every song like every yeah, song? They, they have like five-ish songs per episode. They had hit 100 songs before the end of the first season. They were at 500 <sighs> songs by Holy season four. Shit. So was there a moment which I, I, I mean, probably not because pop music is, is always happening. But was there a moment uh, during the run that stuck out to you where you were like, are they running out of fucking songs or what? Um, 
I think it was season three when Rory, the little Irish boy, played by Damon McGinty, winner of the Glee Project, whose role who was the little Irish boy on the Glee Project. Uh, he sang "It's Not Easy Being Green" because he was Irish and sad. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! So good. Oh, there was also there was also they sang "What the Fox Say" during the Puppet Gas Leak episode. <laughs> I uh, I had um, one, and it was literally within the first three episodes where I said. Really, this was your choice, and the plot of the episode is all about, I don't know any of their names, so I'm just going to call him Mr. Teacher Man, who's <laughs> wanting, he's wanting to keep control, and he's wanting to keep teaching the Glee students what he did, and so he was like, we're going to play Freak Out by Le Chic or whatever. And so the whole episode, they're like, this fucking song sucks. We need something modern. We need something modern. We need something modern. And then at the end of the episode, they end up playing... Do you remember? It's some 90s song. It's yeah, nowhere they, near they, modern. They perform Push It by Salt and Peppa, and they're all thrusting on stage. Yes. Scotty, you you, you don't know the f- fucking salt, salt and or salt Peppa? and Peppa. <laughs> and Peppa. See, you don't know. No, I'm aware. I couldn't remember what song they had chosen. I just knew that the whole through line of it needs to be modern did not land. The, the, so f- fun fact about that number. The, the real people, the real cast, also performed that number for the Fox executives when they were, like, at the upfronts just after they had been picked up for their full season. Did the, did the Fox execs know, or were they just like, we must perform? <laughs> they knew they were getting a performance. I don't think they knew it was going to be Push It. And everyone involved was like, we're having fun performing, but are we going to get a second season? Yeah. <laughs> And and so the the white kid in the wheelchair, I know he raps, and apparently he's always the designated rapper. Yeah, Ke- Kevin McHale plays Artie. Kevin McHale is not a wheelchair user. Artie is, and the reason for this is that Kevin McHale can dance, and they gotta do like three dream sequences where he does a dance. Oof, that sucks. <laughs> and he and he also raps, and he's very sassy. And I did once hear someone say, "Why do they keep having him act like a sassy black woman? They already have one of those." They do, and I really don't like her either. <laughs> uh, okay, so this, see now this is a problem where you haven't watched enough Glee to appreciate Mercedes okay. played by Amber Riley. She is a beacon of fucking light in a lot of episodes. Okay, all I know is the episode I saw her in. She was crushing on the gay, which is all I have dubbed him. <laughs> they only just, had one then. Yeah, they only had one at the time. <laughs> and Bud, if you had just like written down that this character is gay, that's it. That is the only direction they took with this character. They did. They did. They were going to have a completely different character named Rajesh, who was Middle Eastern, vaguely Middle Eastern, Fox 2009. Um, and then Chris Colfer auditioned <laughs> for the role of Artie. And Ryan Murphy was like, oh, how fascinating, a little gay child. I'm going to write a character entirely for you. And he's real gay. And <laughs> he's, he's very gay. There is, they know, they know he's extremely gay. In season two, when he gets boyfriend and he goes on date with boyfriend and Mercedes is also there as the third wheel, they talk about gay things so much that she zones out and she can only hear them saying gay, 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 gay. <laughs> oh my gosh, I opened my mouth and the little pink purse just fell out. Yeah, so th- here's the thing is during that episode, she's like, I've got a big crush on him. And they're like, every girl that she talks to is like, we're not going to be the one to out this kid. But, you know, right? Like, you know, he's gay. (laughs) And then they're at a car wash 
And Mercedes is like asks him out on a date. No, asks him to be like official boyfriend, girlfriend. And he's just like, um, I'm sorry. I just I really like someone else. And she just goes, who? And because he doesn't want to come out, he's just like, fuck it, honey. If you can't realize, uh, Rachel, I guess. <laughs> At which point she takes a rock and just shoves it through the window of his car and breaks the window. I know, it was cinematic gold. And then proceeds to sing a song about it. Bust your windows. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so uh, th- there, there, this, this happened multiple times, right? Where someone had, had a crush on the gay boy or a gay boy. And then, like, cause see, I didn't get the full gist of this because there was just so many things. And they all blur together in so, my head. But- <laughs> um, that they rub, vape, they rub, like, Vapo-Rub or something on his chest without consent. I need you to explain this to me. So the, t- the timeline is of the, all of these poorly thought out gay crushes mercedes had a crush on kurt for an episode she busted his windows and sang the song about busting his windows and then they actually have like a really good genuine heart to heart that i could relate to at the end of the episode in the second season one of the bullies who's been constantly bullying kurt turns out to have been doing that out of like weird internalized homophobia and i know that oh the bully was secretly gay the whole time is a tired ass trope but Kurovsky on Glee is like the only good version of it, and I don't have enough time on this podcast to explain why it's good. But it's it's a whole mess, and Kurt has to transfer schools, and so he goes to the Gay Narnia Academy, where he everyone's gay, and he meets Gay Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> and Gay Blaine doesn't initially uh, know that Kurt is crushing on him, and he tries to seduce his, his own crush, who works at The Gap, with a Robin Thicke song. <laughs> But not that one because it wasn't out yet. Oh yeah. And then and then Kurt's bird dies, and so then he's sad and he sings Blackbird, <laughs> and then they get together, and then Kurt transfers back to the main school, and then Blaine transfers over in the next year. But then Kurt's graduates and Blaine doesn't, so Blaine cheats on Kurt with an Eiffel Tower, and then they break up, and then Kurt dates a British man who sings a slow down cover of my uh, not my humps what's the, what's the other song about butts baby got back that that they stole the arrangement from Jonathan Colton and then meanwhile Tina the Asian goth who they forgot about for 2 years she gets a crush on Blaine and then while he passes out sick she rubs vapor rub on his chest suggestively and everyone's like haha wacky Tina did a vapor rub molestation of our friend and she's like shut the fuck up that was a phase and no one likes talking about that arc now it is Holy shit! And now, is it really called Gay Narnia, this school? Because I really no, it's, enjoy- it's called Dalton, but it might as well be Gay Narnia. There's a scene <laughs> where Kurt is like, I just transferred here and I'm new. And Blaine's like, fascinating, let me take you by the hand and run down the halls in slow motion while a piano tinkles in the background. <laughs> now, there is one- There's just so There's much. one person on this show who I will say is a saving grace, and anytime they are on screen- I abs- actually know there's two of them, and they- I have exactly the opposite reactions to both of them. One is Jane fucking Lynch, who, yeah, this was her star-making show, and I could see why. She kicks ass in every single scene she is in. Yeah, yeah. I adore her. And then she she marries herself and also becomes the vice president of the United States. Yes, those are both true facts. Also, her mother is Carol Burnett. <laughs> so... Uh, okay, spoiler alert for my fan fiction. <laughs> like, 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 wait, played by Carol Burnett or Carol Burnett in a universe? Because at this point, I feel like I need to ask. Played by Carol Burnett. Um, 
Okay. But I'm trying to remember who the father of her child was. Because <laughs> it was some famous guy, but they never actually like confirmed it. It was always like, it might be Barry Manilow or something like that. God. All right. Spoiler alert for my fanfic, which isn't really much of a fanfic. It's just a series of prompts of me making educated guesses around where the rest of the show goes. One of my <laughs> jokes, one yes. of my jokes was going to involve that Jane Lynch becomes like leads a war on a country and leads the USA. So I'm shocked how, how close I got with that one. Uh, but yeah, no, she absolutely kicks ass. And then also, I hope she doesn't become an irritating character. But I all I know her as is redheaded teacher lady that's trying to steal Will, Will away from his wife. And she fucking rules. She's an absolute delight. Um, she Emma never becomes irritating. It's more just a bunch of irritating things happen around her. Yeah. Um, she does. She does try proselytizing to everyone in the religion episode, but we're not going to blame her for that because everyone did that. Everyone in that episode was like, "Why would a gay person be atheist?" Is now is, is that is that the episode where the the football kid sees Jesus in a grilled cheese yes. sandwich? <laughs> Okay, cool. I didn't like um, Football Kid at first, but he grew on me after a while of like, yeah, I'm you're just glad. a big, you're a big dumb idiot, aren't you? I'm a number one Finn defender, and whenever we have guests on my podcast, it's an episode where Finn is an asshole, and I'm like, no, you don't understand, he's a great guy most of the time, you're just having a very bad sample size. Does he ever <laughs> figure out that his teacher blackmailed him with a pouch of weed? No, uh, he has to be told that the day before graduation. And he's like, wow, Mr. Shu, that's so funny. Wait, so there are no consequences (laughs) for this teacher being like, I've put this weed in your fucking bag. Join the Glee Club. I'm getting the vibe that there's no consequences for anything on Glee. You know, sometimes there are, but it's so few and far between. I can't even remember examples of that. Uh, I mean, like, full on everything involving will's wife from the beginning episode i'm like you deserve consequences for everything in your life but you're just not gonna get them (laughs) she showed up and i was like this woman's a fake pregnancy waiting to happen and then three episodes in it's like you're not actually pregnant and she's like i don't need to change the plot of my life at all right now you only got three episodes in so you don't know what happened with the rest of the fake baby storyline I don't. Okay, so all I know, so I did have to watch this on like one, two, three movies. This is the first time I have ever actually had to pirate shit. You didn't use Disney Plus? Is it on Disney? I didn't know it was on Disney Plus. Because it's Fox and Disney bought Fox. Oh, shit. Let me look that up right now. Well, the um, <laughs> the fourth episode is not even the full episode. It's like 10 minutes long. So I said, OK, why don't I skip ahead to episode five and then I'll just get like the refresher. And the refresher was like in the previous episode, a second person announced they were fake pregnant as well to keep <laughs> football man around. And I was like, OK, yeah, I'm going to need to just watch all of episode four, aren't I? Because it is. It is a dense show, I will say. Yeah, no, so no, Quinn is Quinn is genuinely <laughs> pregnant. Um and she tells Finn it's his and that she was impregnated um virgin virginally because he didn't think the mailman fast enough while they were in the hot tub and the temperature was just right for the sperm to migrate directly into her uterus. In actuality, <laughs> she was just having normal sex with his best friend. Um, yeah, and then and then the teacher Finn really is dumb. <laughs> and, then, and then Will's wife finds out that Quinn is having a baby, and she shows up like confronts her in the parking lot, and she's like, 
Hello, Quinn Fabray. Can I buy your baby? Oh my god, that's so good! <laughs> I'm in the market for a baby. They almost go along with it, and then Finn finds out in the mid-season finale, and so then T- Will finds out, and so he m- breaks up with Terry, and Finn breaks up with Quinn, and then various other events happen, and basically what happens is that Quinn allows her child to be adopted by Rachel's biological mother, who was secretly spying on her because she's also the coach of the rival Glee Club, and she didn't want to contact Rachel directly, so she needed her prized uh, vocalist to seduce Rachel so that Rachel would just happen to come across her and be like, oh my gosh, this woman who looks just like me and is singing Lady Gaga in a slow-down way must be my biological mother. And then the biological mother gets the baby because she wanted a baby, not a teenager. And also she's played by a uh, Tony Award winner Adele Dazeem. I just had a stroke. The <laughs> exactly. Like we were we were we were just trying to process everything that your joke didn't even immediately hit. <laughs> I had to I had to get there. <laughs> well, hold on. Let me let me erase this off of Scotty's educated guesses. Mr. Teacher Man leaves his bitch wife for the cute redhead, and they do eventually... I said those two may have eventually have a baby. Uh, they, teacher Man... It te- takes them until season five. It takes them until season... The end of season two to get together, because she she doesn't get together right with him, because he's a slut. And then she does get together with Carl the Dentist, played by... What's his name from Full House? Um, and then they do a Rocky Horror together. But then they don't have sex, and so he leaves her because Gwyneth Paltrow is a terrible marriage counselor. So Gwyn's in this, huh? Gwyn's Gwyn's in this piece, too, huh? Yeah! I mean, I know a a bunch of, especially once it became, like, a thing, everybody wanted to fucking be on Glee. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I, I feel like I'm gonna have an aneurysm, but... That's um, the show! Before... Yeah, before before we... I don't... Because I don't want to lose this specific thing... Tanner, please tell us about the Glee Project. <laughs> oh, oh boy. <laughs> okay. As as short as I can. It's not going to be that short. Um, the Glee Project was a reality show launched between the second and third seasons of Glee to cast new people to be on Glee. Uh, just like nor- normal people, kids just like you, could be on Glee if you were like sufficiently. <laughs> diverse looking enough if you hit enough points on the overwatch diversity graph you could you too could be on the glee project and so did did they like become like was it just like oh you get like a walk-on role in an episode or something or did any of them become like characters okay so so what it was is they got 12 in the they had two seasons of this they got 12 holy shit um in the in a wilderness survival camp that they told them there was no central heating, and they told them if you see eyes looking at you, that's a coyote. What does this have to do with 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 choir with Glee, Glee Club? This is the tea that's been coming out in the years later, where like all the other kids have been like, yeah, the Glee Project. Like, I'm glad for the small bit of good it did me, but it was a traumatizing experience. Um, every week they all had to sing two songs, and then one of them was a music video made by a director who really keeps trying to get these kids to make out with each other. It's kind of weird. Um, and then the worst three have to perform a song for Ryan Murphy himself, and then he'll pick one person to kick off the Glee Project, and things are slowly whittled down, and as they like get rid of everyone who like could be genuinely interesting, and Ryan's like, I need to be able to write a character for you, because he can only write RPF, I guess. Um... <laughs> It got down to the final four, which were Dane McGinty, a little Irish boy, um, 
Samuel Larson, who's the Christian White Dreadlocks, um, Lindsay Pierce, who's the Broadway girl, and Alex Newell, who was the sassy black gay boy, who is now gender fluid, all whatnot. You, you know all their full names. <laughs> we're right in the throes of the Glee Project as we're recording. So originally it was just going to be one person gets a seven episode arc. And then Ryan Murphy is like, Damien, you're so, or Samuel, you're so amazing. You're going to get seven episodes. But Damien, we like you too. So you're also going to get seven episodes. And Lindsay and Alex, you're also pretty cool. So you're each going to get two episodes. So Lindsay got her two episodes and then she was gone. Damien got his seven episodes and then a little bit more. And then he was gone at the end of the third season. Joe got managed to stay into the fourth season, but he didn't get many lines in the fourth season, really. Um, and Alex was so great as the groundbreaking trans character Unique Adams that they got to get all the lines and all the plots in the fourth season. And some in the fifth season, too. And then everyone was fired halfway through because they completely retooled, to the, retooled the show to be about New York. And then the winner of the second season is Blake Jenner of Married to B Melissa Benoist fame. So it's kind of like WWE's <laughs> Tough Enough, but for the gays, is what you're telling me. <laughs> and with children. Listen, I don't know much about <laughs> wrestling, but I'm pretty sure that wrestling is wrestling for the gays. <laughs> it is. It is very much. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was straight up like what happened with the last season of Tough Enough, though, is they were like, the winner gets a WWE contract. Except also this person is getting one and this person. That person finished in seventh, but they're also getting a contract. But, but again, none of them are children and also probably were not menaced by a coyote during the process. I don't know enough about wrestling. I may be the, wrong. The, they were ages 18 to 24, but it's still like they their brains still weren't done cooking yet. No, no. Eight, eight, 18 is I children. did also forget to mention that they did not test them on their acting ability. Oh no. oh no. No, apparently they tested them on their wilderness survival skills if I'm following this correctly. And also, if you can look sad while you sing. So, how'd that boy hit someone with his car and does that ever get resolved? I know I'm skipping no. back around, but you, you can't just be like, oh, by the way, can't come if I hit someone with my car anymore. And then me just be like, I guess this is just a fact of glee life I have to live with now. Yeah, no, that, that, um, that, that's just the, the funny haha. No! What? I, I'd understand if they just did it once, but they had the callback and everything, so I'm like, well, surely this man has a dark moment in his life where he murdered someone in cold blood. No. Nope. Scotty, they have an entire episode about in season two, but it's about all the other boys trying to find ways to keep themselves from coming, because all the girls are teases. Oh wait, no, actually no, it's Tina to keep- also Tina is trying to stop herself because Mike's a tease. Okay. God, I hate this show so More much. More coming than I would have expected. There's a lot of coming. It is very- I guess because of like when it came out, I could understand why this show got popular. It is saying things that like aren't generic what would have happened around like what, 2000 and- eight, nine? Nine. It, it went yeah. 2009 to 2015 and like- it seems trite now, but it really was kind of groundbreaking at the time. Yeah, I, I could see that. It, it just seems like maybe like when it started losing relevance, it just went absolutely batshit crazy. Well, like the the it probably would have run for like another good four years or so if Cory Monteith hadn't died. 
Which one? All um, I know is a Glee kid died. I don't know which one it was. The the football one. Uh, yeah, no, okay, not yeah. him. Yeah, t- Tall Finn, Corey Monteith, his actor, did pass away uh, between seasons four and five, like really shortly before season five. They had shot like promotional stills and everything. And Aww. so the, the character also died as well. And because it was just such an integral part of the show, they shortened that season. And then the l- next season was the last one. They only made it because they had already been renewed before he passed away, and that was only a half-length season as well. It's akin to Scrubs, but with more death, uh, where Scrubs was like, let's keep it going, but without any of the main characters that you've come to know and love. It, it was a major bummer, and I honestly think they could have degrassiated and just constantly rotated in new Glee kids. It's just that they, the writers couldn't think of making new children, so they just made the same children but younger. We got a new gay. Look at him. He's tinier. The, uh, that, that's that's Ryan Murphy in a nutshell. Yeah, oh, uh, listen, the, the, the episode right after Rachel graduates, the season four premiere is called The New Rachel. Not really being subtle about it. It's about finding so the much. new Rachel and also the girl who is obviously going to be the new Rachel. And also Rachel's in New York and you're not a real New Yorker until you've had your first makeover. Oh, no, no, I can already <laughs> mentally see it. No, you're not a real New Yorker until you've had a New York slice. there we go there we go got it in there which i I could not find a way to fit into my fanfic so i had to say it somehow yes uh well before we get into yours i will like to give out the rest of my educational guesses about where the rest of glee goes so are Uh, we in the fun fiction section i yeah yes that's a way of pronouncing things that's a way you pronounce it champ yeah i learned it from you dad you put you put an e in the title of our fiction. Uh, okay, here's just I only have four now, and most of them are just because because the rest came true. Because the rest, uh, but I'm not joking. The rest were just like this actually happened, so I gotta cut this. Uh, obviously, like the cheerleaders who Sue has put in as plants i guess turn against sue and join the glee club i'm going to assume that is correct and santana and Brittany do end up uh, sleeping together dating and getting married over the course of the show okay well that i did not have in my in my educated guesses and Brittany's dad is stephen hawking yes <laughs> yeah that's a thing i saw canonical <laughs> damn it i don't know if you're just joking or not no, I looked it up. It was on the list of things you you forgot about Glee. <laughs> uh, I I said Rachel would have an episode where she had a very severe mental health scare. Every episode with Rachel is a severe mental health scare. Okay. Because <laughs> I was like, one of these characters are going to try to off themselves. And like, I don't know. I was like, it's probably Rachel. No, actually, the, there was actually a suicide episode and it was with the, the bully. What the bully? Okay, but but for, well, for one, he did not succeed, and two, it was extremely well done. Really? Okay. There you go. And Don't they all get addicted to like allergy medication for an episode? Yeah, that was that was the Will's terrible wife got a job as a school nurse to keep him from being stolen by the redhead guidance counselor, and she gave them all like yeah allergy medicine. Okay, so they're just blitzed out of their mind while they do mashups. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> I said they would have an emotional after school special episode about and then this is before I knew that they multiplied. I just put the gay being hate crime. That didn't happen until they had graduated. It was called Bash. She got gay bashed. 
They sang No One Is Alone. <laughs> Guest starring Macklemore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, listen. Okay, so. <laughs> in season two, they introduce a character, Coach Beast. She's a really buff butch lady. Um, and then season six, they're like, actually... We want to do a transplant line, but we already fired the actually gender fluid character. So this butch lady is now trans. And then, but then in order for Will to convince his new Glee Club, because he became the coach of the evil Glee Club, he had to convince them that it was okay to be trans. And so they brought Alex Newell back and they did sing Same Love by Macklemore. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like I just got punched in the kidneys. That's the show. <laughs> it feels like. This feels like Riverdale, but it feels like Riverdale had much more of a steep slide into insanity. Glee seems like a slow burn into craziness. Meanwhile, Riverdale's just like, Jughead killed a man. Get ready, folks. Let's go. Oh, it's not even at that anymore. Based on uh, what, uh, the reports in the in the Discord, they, they all got like psychic powers. They're going back in time. Someone's soul is inhabiting another one's body. There's a gang war and serial killers and shit. Uh, Glee's a di- seems it's a different, di- different vibes. Different crazy. <laughs> Riverdale fans don't want to realize that Glee walked so that Riverdale could run. Um, but they don't understand that they're not the ones who read the four-part Glee meets Archie miniseries written by uh, Agrissa Casa, who is now the showrunner of Riverdale. So that's, yeah, that's where the idea straight up came from. Exactly. Nope, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, my last prediction, and it's one that I kind of hope comes true, but also I kind of don't because I just love her as just a villain. I assume Sue has to have like a baby face turn at some point right i know how she does it's really bad because i was like okay sure i because i'd love a moment where like the glee club's all down and she's just like get off your hinders young man and then picks them all up um and then i also said that while yes she would save everything in the end she would also do something absolutely atrocious that i could not even think of in that moment to these children oh well that was the sticking the gaze in the saw trap so what a- <laughs> Megan, what is your baby face turn understanding? So from what I'm told, uh her her the beginning of of the uh Sue Sue Sylvester Sylvester the Jane Lynch humanization <laughs> arc is that she has a I believe a sister with down syndrome. Yes. Okay. And so and so we're we're meant we we like her now because she she has she has a sister who has special needs and so i guess she can't be all bad because she loves her sister very much so and that 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 she that that her and i believe the other character who is in uh who's a, was one of the high school kids i think like a cheerleader or something also uh has down syndrome and that one of the things i was reading is a big critique is they basically don't have characters they just exist to be there and to have down syndrome okay so Sue's sister really is just kind of there to humanize Sue, but Becky does become a fully-fledged character the longer she goes through the show. Like, not not as much as the main cast, but she has an arc. Like, I don't think they were paying attention to Becky's whole arc. Um, for for fair, one... Fair enough. For, for, and like, I mean, that that on its own is, in, like, 
that's cool. That's not especially at the time was definitely not a thing that was happening. She she does figure out how to navigate dating. She does get her heart broken get and gets over it. She does help Puck spike the punch at prom. Um, she does have her inner monologue narrated by Helen Mirren. She develops a nemesis relationship with xylophones. Um, and then she does have a steady boyfriend by the end after graduating and going to college, which she wasn't even sure if she'd be able to do. Becky's great. We love Becky. Um, okay, Becky honestly sounds like she whips. D- Becky absolutely whips. Sue, so Sue's baby faced her, not even really, because we learn about her sister, but that doesn't ever stop Sue from being a huge bitch. A- affectionate, of course. <laughs> I- I'm sorry. I'm just, I've got it on mute, but I am watching this clip of this jigsaw doll that looks like Jane Lynch terrorized these two poor homosexuals. It is the best three minutes of my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be like that. Um, so, so this, like, Sue is kind of, like, at this point, we're like, we know she's a good person, but she's gonna be real nasty to everyone about it, and, like, that's just how the character is, and she's like, I'm gonna protect Kurt from the bully, but I'm also gonna be, like, kind of bully him, too, because that's just who I am, uh, et cetera, et cetera, cycle, cycle. Uh, her sister passes away at the end of season two, and so the Glee Club hosts a Willy Wonka funeral for her because her favorite movie was Willy Wonka. And Sue was like, I will, like, I'm sorry that I was going to try and get your club stranded in Lebanon. Here is the money to fly directly to New York for nationals, and I will no longer antagonize you. Premiere of season three. She absolutely mutilates one of their pianos. And she is like, I have, ever since you did that funeral for my sister, I have been nothing but nice to you. But that was only two months ago. Exactly. And it's far longer than you deserve. I love She's going to send them into a war zone? Exactly. But that's not important right now. She does stop being an antagonist near the end of season three because she loses the cheerleading nationals. And so she decides the only way to save her credentials is to help the Glee kids win their nationals instead. And then she uses that to just dovetail into becoming the new principal. And so she's never a villain, but she's still antagonistic and is trying to not destroy them, but definitely make their lives miserable, you know, just for fun to test their gumption. She's like a Dr. Cox from Scrubs. I don't, that's my fucking second Scrubs reference, and I don't know what's wrong with me tonight. <laughs> what is Glee if not musical Scrubs? Yes. Wait, shit. No, you might be onto something there. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no, I have. I Muppet adored. episode? Honestly. Hey, hey, a- Angel, Angel walked with a Muppet episode, so Glee and Scrubs and. Community. Ash versus the Evil Dead and Community could run. <laughs> Honestly, Glee just seems like Community for people who are happy. And like, <laughs> oh, Glee and Community hated each other. Oh no! Well, oh, sure, I, yeah. I can see it. Yeah, now that I think about it, because they stole Community's time spot, quote unquote. They had two or three episodes on Community about how Glee was dumb, and I always like to rub it in Community fans' faces, like not in a mean way. But I do like to point out that Glee did get six seasons in a movie. Oh, fuck. Mm, Dang. I am a community fan, and I'm very upset at these wars. (laughs) All right. I I was a community fan, but then it got real bad. (laughs) I'm a community fan of the first three seasons. I actually do not know if I finished it. I do not know if I finished that series. Don't. I don't have the energy to get invested in community, so I just get it all secondhand from my friends. Yeah, it, it, that's good enough. So, uh, Tanner, because uh, my my thing my thing is is also kind of 
half-assed than <laughs> Scotty's was. Look, half-assed in the sense of like we we were just thoroughly overwhelmed and frightened <laughs> See, and alone thing, and afraid, that, so, like the kids on the Glee project. <laughs> so, so many, so many of my friends who I drag kicking and screaming into my Glee zone. They're just getting it one episode at a time. And yeah, those episodes can be a lot. And like, maybe someone did kill a bird as a false flag operation to seduce their crush. But like, that's all you have to deal with. I'm slamming- Wait, Kurt killed Blade's bird? No, no, it's not canon. But my friend was pretty sure that Kurt killed his own bird in order to elicit sympathy from Blaine and therefore create the relationship. And honestly, there's nothing in the series that contradicts this. Um, oh my god. But they're getting drip Fred Glee. I am just like f- taking the entire Gatorade <laughs> canister and slushing it at y'all. That's what it feels like. Don't know if you if you want to present your your fiction, your I don't art. Know, how do we your mistake? Yes. <laughs> Bring your sin because I and then and then I have like a fun project for us to finish things out. <laughs> okay. okay, so <laughs> I have an activity. <laughs> So I need I need to set up some context for mine, um, which it took me a while to actually figure out what I was going to write, partly because I've written legit Glee fan fiction. Like I'm currently in the middle of a next gen fanfic right now that I'm t- t- not taking seriously. It's a Glee fanfic, but I'm putting effort into it. I have written multiple Hell Glee yeah, fanfics before, um, many of them horny. <laughs> I, I went into my friend chat and I was like, I need unhinged prompts for a Glee fanfic. And my friend was like, what if they were all on LSD and hallucinated musical numbers? I'm like, that's a great idea. Almost exactly what happened in canon, so I cannot use that. <laughs> Jesus. But I wanted to I want to take you back to the time period of season three, which in my opinion is the best season. Um, where they introduced multiple new characters, both from and not from the Glee project. The very first new character they introduced was a girl named Sugar Mata. She was played by Vanessa Lenges, who you may recognize from the gymnastics movie Stick It. Um, no. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> no. I haven't seen it either. No. <laughs> just the, bl- the blank silence that was met with. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stick it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Anyways, uh, Sugar Mata shows up. She's 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 very funny and silly. They tried to make a joke. It was like, I have Asperger's, so I can say whatever I want. And then they just toned it down to like, I'm normal quirky, which was good. Mm. They did a good Ooh. thing there. Oh, mm-hmm. no. But, but there was this theory was like, oh, wow. Sugar looks a lot like Brittany and Santana. What if she's their daughter from the future? And then Damien McGinty shows up and is like, well, Damien McGinty kind of looks like uh, Chris Colfer and Darren Chris. What if he's Kurt and Blaine's son from the future? And then every time a new character is like, that's these are their parents and they're a time traveler. And this is from the good season, you said. Yeah, but okay, well, this isn't canon, though. This is just fan theories. Oh, oh okay. okay. Oh, oh, thank we, God. You, you gotta leave You gotta this tell t- us this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god tanner we we are we are but putty in your hands you can't do this to us <laughs> no unlike riverdale glee has not done time travel okay but all right <sighs> let's let's go to my fun faction all right <clears throat> the choir room was all abuzz with talk and excitement it was only a few weeks from nationals so every single member of the new directions was on the edge of their seat Blaine and Kurt were cuddling in their corner in the back. Quinn was showing Mercedes pictures of the Yale campus. Artie and Sam were discussing the latest comic books. However, the mood soured somewhat when Rachel Berry entered the room. Okay, everybody, it's time to rehearse our number for nationals, she declared, cutting off all other conversations as she clapped in her classmates' faces. Remember, this is my big solo for Madame Thibodeau, so I need to be perfect if I have any hope of getting into Niada. 
That's the New York Academy of Dramatic Arts. It does not exist. <laughs> Thank you. We know, Rachel, Santana snapped back. You've only mentioned it every five minutes. Why do we need to rehearse the summer anyway? It's just you singing for three minutes while our most inconsequential members sway behind you. Hey, I'm not inconsequential, complained Joe, the dreadlock Christian boy. Oh, please, even your name sounds inconsequential. Nobody in real life is named Joe. <laughs> Mr. Schuster sighed. Kids, it's been a long day, and we need to get this in the bag so Rachel can stop complaining. I mean, let's everyone else take five. Rachel, from the top. Rachel opened her mouth to sing, but she herself was cut off when Brittany came in. Sorry I'm late, everyone. I got tangled up in a roll of bubble tape during lunch. That's fine, Brittany, Mr. Schuster said. Just take a seat so we can listen to Rachel. No, there's more, Brittany insisted. See, while I was trying to free myself from the gum, I had an epiphany. She looked around the room to see who was present. Oh, good. Sugar and Rory aren't here yet. What's wrong with Sugar and Rory? Santana asked. I mean, other than the fact that she can't sing and he's basically a Muppet. <laughs> if Brittany had pearls, she would clutch them. Santana, don't say mean things about Sugar. She's our daughter from the future. Everyone's jaw hit the floor. Is she for real? Mercedes mouthed, even though she knew that at any given point, the inside of Brittany's mind was unknowable. Will stood up and patted Rachel on the back. Better take a seat. I think this is going to take a while. He turned to Brittany. Okay, Brittany. Why? Why? Brittany smiled at the opportunity to be given the floor. Okay, so we've never seen Sugar's actual parents, right? <laughs> That's because it's me and Santana. The statement was delivered with such certainty that it took people a moment to, to actually start poking holes in it. We have seen her dad, though, Finn insisted. He's in the Mafia, right? No, no, she said he wasn't in the Mafia, Mike countered. But what if she's just lying about that, too? Sam suggested. Brittany, I thought we said- Hang on, I have- This is Kurt, so I have to say it gaily. Brittany, I thought we established last year that when Holly Holiday forced us to talk about sex ed, that two women with uteruses can't conceive a child, Kurt pointed out. Brittany waved him off. I wasn't paying attention to that part of the song because I wasn't singing. Besides, me and Santana could totally have a baby together in the far-off future of 2030 thanks to advances in science. Right, babe? Santana was busy rubbing her temples. Oh my god, this is too much. She looked up at her girlfriend. Britt, we aren't even graduated high school yet. I am not ready for the let's have kids conversation. But look at her, Brittany insisted, pulling a picture of sugar from her backpack and sticking it to the whiteboard with a cat-shaped magnet, which she had also pulled out of her backpack. She's the spitting image of the two of us. For emphasis, she pulled pictures of herself and Santana and put them on either side of Sugar's picture, then drew a line connecting them. <laughs> when did you guys get headshots done? asked Tina. We didn't. I have no idea where she got those, Santana replied. Nah, I can see it, Artie said, causing everyone to look at him judgmentally. What? I'm not saying she's right, just that I can see the resemblance between the three of you. Then he paused. And I mean, time travel has never explicitly been disproven. Don't encourage her, Mercedes said, cutting him off before looking back at Brittany. Brittany, I'm sure she looks very similar to the two of you, but that's enough to justify... That's not enough to justify she's time-traveled here from the future, okay? Like, what's her motivation? Um, maybe she wants to hang out with her parents while they were hot and cool, Brittany suggested. Hey now, I will be hot and cool well after I've become a mother, Santana snapped back before spotting Mercedes giving her a look. Oh, come on, that's not encouraging her, that's just facts. I really think this is a waste of our time, Rachel started, but then everyone else yelled, Shut up, Rachel! And she did. <laughs> <laughs> what if something happened to you guys in the future? Sam asked. Like, if I could travel back to meet my parents in high school, I'd try and put them in a more stable career path so my family didn't end up homeless. 
I told my mom to leave my dad the moment after I was conceived, Quinn mused. It could have been an accident, too, Finn suggested. In Back to the Future, Marty wasn't trying to go to the past on purpose. That's right! Sam jumped up, went to the whiteboard, and started writing a list of motivations underneath Sugar's peach picture. Meet parents. Avert tragedy. Accident. Guys, I don't think we should be too invested in this, Will said. It's just a silly little, No way, Mr. Shoe, Sam declared. Brittany's onto something, and we're gonna bust this thing wide open. Will sighed. Okay, I'm gonna go get some air and let you all get this out of your systems. He walked out, which most of the kids ignored. Sam turned to the others. Blaine, Kurt, what do you think? Kurt rolled his eyes. I think you're all unhinged, and this is proving that me and Blaine are the only people left in this club with brain cells. He nodded towards the door. Any minute now, Rory and Sugar are going to walk through that door, see this mess, realize we've all gone to the zoo, and both quit on the spot. Brittany shook her head. Kurt, don't be silly. Your son isn't going to quit New Directions any more than my daughter. It was another moment of silence as the words she said sunk in. Oh my god, she's right, Blaine declared under a hushed breath. Blaine, you cannot... Kurt, it makes too much sense. Does it? Kurt asked, generally wondering if his boyfriend had hit his head. He tried to ignore Brittany clipping pictures of him, Blaine, and Rory to the whiteboard as well. Did you hear his falsetto? Sam asked. You definitely could have taught him that. Kurt paused. Well, I have always wanted a kid who could outsing me. Excuse me, everyone? Rachel held her hand up. Listen, I know you're all excited about this time travel conspiracy, but if they were from the future, we would have noticed, okay? They'd be acting a lot weirder than they already do. Uh, th yeah, they already act pretty weird, Artie pointed out. Rory is from Ireland, Santana snapped, and Sugar... Okay, Sugar doesn't have an excuse. She's just kind of odd. What other evidence do you have? Finn asked Brittany. Okay, so on top of the physical resemblance, they're absent a lot. It's because they have to keep the time machine hidden. And when they got together on Valentine's Day, it was so obvious that she'd pick Rory over Artie. No offense. Then taken. I wasn't too bummed. I slay pussy on the daily. Anyway, that's because they were already <laughs> dating. They got together in the future. They don't have any friends outside of us because they only care about their parents and their friends in this time period. Also, Sugar has a really weird car that I'm pretty sure has time powers. Oh, I forgot that I rewrote this so Finn Will left earlier because I was sick of writing for Will. Um, <laughs> Will complains that they're disrupting the rehearsal and he won't stand for it anymore. We, if we weren't so close to Nationals, I'd be putting you all on probation for violating the spirit of Glee Club. Um, this is from an earlier draft where it turned out Will was a Terminator, but I decided to get rid of that. <laughs> I like the idea that he's left the room and has now kicked down the door. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back into it. The whole room broke into out into angry shouting as everyone was horrified that Will could say such things uh, when they were just having fun and bonding with each other more often than they had ever had the past two weeks. This went on for a solid minute until the door swung open to reveal Rory and Sugar. Uh, what's going on in here? Sugar asked. Y'all, why is everyone screaming and shouting? Rory asked in his thick <laughs> Irish accent. <laughs> we're not screaming, Will screamed. Everyone is just being ridiculous and making up dumb theories. I'm not dumb or ridiculous, Brittany shouted. She pointed right at the young pair who just walked in. Rory and Sugar are 100% from the future. A hush fell over everyone as they exchanged awkward looks with the other kids. Wow. Um, you weren't supposed to find out until after graduation, Sugar admitted. Wait, what? Rachel said in shock. Brittany was right? Rory nodded. Yawn, she's smarter than a lot of people realize. She's the one who helped us develop the time travel technology. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's edging into stars. Hang on.
<laughs> uh, Kurt, but Rory, er, son? Kurt asked. Your dad? Okay, why do you have an Irish accent? Oh, we moved to Ireland when I was a wee lad, and I ended up developing it to help blend in. Blaine nodded. I get that. I have always wanted to visit Ireland. Well, I guess we will be in 20 or so years after slamming our sperm together to make some kind of science baby, Kurt said, still a little flabbergasted by everything. But why did you come here? Santa Anna asked. Like, now? And here? We wanted to meet you guys, Sugar replied. You're all great parents in the future, but you always shared so many stories about what it was like back in high school in the Glee Club that we wanted to see for ourselves. So when Brittany invented a time machine, we kind of stole it, Rory admitted. Kirk gasped. Young man, you are going to be very grounded in 20 or so years. Rory nodded. I oh, know. I just really wanted to see what you two were like before you got famous. We're famous? Blaine asked excitedly. Almost everyone here is, Sugar declared. Blaine and Kurt are Broadway stars, Santana's a model, and Brittany has a true crime podcast. It's great! What about me? <laughs> Rachel demanded. We actually never heard about you until we got back here. Sh Rory brushed off, causing Rachel's face to fall. Uh, anyways, there's one other thing we really wanted to do with you all while we were in the past. Wouldn't it, be c wouldn't it be great if we sang a song about this experience? Sugar asked. Everyone cheered in agreement. A few moments later, the group had assembled in the auditorium to perform a rousing cover of If I Could, if I could Turn Back Time. <laughs> Clayne and Britanna danced with their kids happily and the other clubbers circled them. It was a great musical number and as it came to a head, nobody noticed Sugar and Rory putting on special sunglasses to shield their eyes. See, in order to preserve causality, they had to make sure nobody remembered them going to the past. Fortunately, Brittany in the future would also invent the Neuralizer, and Rory and Sugar had made sure to install one inside the auditorium lights just in case a situation like this ever arose. As soon as the final notes were sang, Rory hit a button and a flash of light permeated the entire auditorium. What? What's going on? Kurt asked. Were we just singing a share number? And why is it a group number? Rachel demanded. I was supposed to have a solo. Wow, so we all forgot why we were singing Cher? Rory asked cheekily. That's so weird. And as the rest of the club tried to figure out what had happened, he and Sugar shared a knowing look with each other. The end. This is Glee and the Cursed Child. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That was the most fanfic we've had in a while. That's fucking good. <laughs> Holy shit. That was great. I, I, I loved... I loved pretty much all of it but i think my favorite thing might have been s slam our sperm together to make a science baby yeah that's definitely how it's gonna work my favorite moment was, why do you have an irish accent i don't I'm not sure what it is it's taking a look about the room it, d it did go on a bit of a little journey there it took it took a gap year that to was find itself that was a real American accent, that was. <laughs> All my accents inevitably come back to New Zealand somehow. All right, what have you, what's your activity you've prepped for? <laughs> what is your, the Glee Project project? <laughs> yes, okay, so I mean, in a way, it's kind of like the Glee Project, but with presumably less outdoor torture. Um, so I figure, you know, like, it, it, I know the thing that the show, uh, that people made fun of, especially towards the end, was like the the checkbox diversity kind of thing, and that they wanted to try to cover as many and all things as possible all at once. And so I, I figured either 
we could all try to make our own glee sonas or we could work together as 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 three little they them queers to create <laughs> the ultimate glee self-insert persona don't do this to me i've already done that multiple times <laughs> go on his yeah, name yeah. was sean and he sang weezer oh oh my god oh, he didn't want to kiss a girl so he hid in the freezer oh no <laughs> I don't have any good NB names off the top of my head right now. What's something you like in nature? All the NBs have nature names. <laughs> yeah, although it, it, I was going to say we could just do Hawk Babadook, but knowing <laughs> yes, knowing the yes. subtleties of, of Ryan Murphy, like it would just be an NB kid named Socks. <laughs> <laughs> His name is, I'm sorry, their name is not Greg. <laughs> it's very confusing anytime they introduce themselves to people. Isn't it fun how quirky and neurodivergent they are? <laughs> I cry myself to sleep every night. Wacky, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would take the non-binary kid named Socks. Also, they would have significant ADHD energy, mm-hmm. and that that would be that would be part of their their whole arc. Yeah, because probably fr- get it, get it, getting on medication, and they would pretty much. You know, what, let's let's round it out. They would also be a weeb, and they would just sing like fucking Hatsune Miku shit. <laughs> yes, absolutely, <laughs> tons of Hatsune Miku. Finally, and Glee if, will perform if, the if, leak dance. <laughs> yes, and if uh, if socks were an AMAB character, um. Then when they did sing the Hatsune Miku, they would do it in like the whole outfit with the skirt and the dress and everything. (laughs) Now, I don't know. This is going exactly off prompt, uh, but I and I'm sure they had to have had this kind of character come up is I'd love just like a kid named Jeremy. He's a conservative Christian, but cool. He's a cool dude. And he's just like, he's just there to sing and spread the gospel of our word, Lord and Savior, baby Jesus, is what I'm here to do. And that's it. He's just a very nice Christian boy who wants to spread the good word. He's, he's fine with these gays. They made their choice. <laughs> it's, it's like... <laughs> God, I'm, I thought you were going to go in a very different, possibly worse uh, Pearl Jam direction when you said Jeremy. <laughs> no, did they do was 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 there a school shooting episode, Tanner? Uh, so, so here's the thing about the school shooting episode. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> of course. Of course there was not just confirmation. <laughs> here's the thing about it. <laughs> it happened. It, they, they tricked you. They tricked you into thinking it was about the astrology or something. It was called Shooting Star. And then halfway through, they hear the gunshots and they have to hide. And then Will has to venture out into the hallways to find Brittany because she wasn't in the choir room when they all locked down. And then he oh finds Brittany and brings her back. And like, there's everyone's doing the recordings to their parents. And then it turns out the gun was Becky's. She wa- wasn't sure about if she'd be able to handle life outside of high school, and so she brought a gun to school, and that went off by accident when Sue- she tried to give it to Sue because she freaked herself out. And so Sue said that the gun was hers and went off while she was cleaning it, and she got a temporary suspension so that uh, so Jane Lynch could go be in the Annie musical on Broadway. I hate this show Same. so much. <laughs> I, I hate this show so much. Uh, let's, I, re- let's I regret listen. asking. I don't. I'm. I don't think it would have been better if it was a legitimate school shooting that happened in there. 
That's fair. That's fair. It's a, like, it's, it's, it has been a full over a decade since that episode aired, and I still don't know how I feel about it. It reminds me, and now yeah, that there's, I... There's, there's no good... Well, they probably should not have... A show of that general tenor probably should not have taken on a school shooting episode. But they felt they had to because they had become the after school special show by that time. <laughs> no, they wanted to perform shots by LMFAO and they wanted to have a really dramatic irony of them singing it as the school shooter is going through the school. You want you, you want you want messed up complete filler to deliver the message. Let me point you to the episode in season five that was called The End of Twerk, and it's about twerking and making the kids being all sexual, and they do sing that Robin Thicke song. But also, it's also about gender neutral bathrooms. Alright. Um, all I can think of now is the Boy Meets World episode where everybody gets murdered in the library, and I'm like, that could just be retooled to be a school shooting episode. <laughs> I think I would have preferred a murder mystery episode. That would have been fun. <laughs> they would have loved a murder mystery dinner theater. I don't know where to go from. I'm, I'm now just on like BuzzFeed of like, here's some weird shit that happened on Glee in case you forgot. All right. Um, this was part of my, my, my thingy, but I feel like it would also be a good, uh, a good place to end. And, and that is, um, and I'm sure Tanner, as you've demonstrated, you've put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> if you're you're the the character of the episode who gets the big special song all to themselves, what's what song is it? Oh, mm, let's see here. Back when I was actually writing myself insert character into Glee, um, the song would have been "Iris" by the Goo Goo Dolls. Ooh, Oh, that's a very self-insert fanfic choice. I respect it. But not as much as what it would be now, which I'm pretty sure it would be Helena So Long Goodnight. <laughs> My Chemical Romance. Yeah, I don't know MCR that well. The Humpty Dance. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. Alright, uh, stop what you're doing, because I'm about to ruin the image of the style. I could do the whole fucking song, and not even on purpose. You ever just memorize a song on accident? I, it happened to me with the Humpty Dance. <laughs> uh, but now we, we, gleed, we gleed all over ourselves, Megan. And hey, hey, hey. We didn't think of the mailman, and now we can't stop coming. <laughs> oh, think about God the person it. I did a whole manslaughter to, and I just this gleed just everywhere. Escape. Just gleed all over. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, my song would be Mr. Brightside. Fuck you. All right, nice. now we can keep going. That is they never covered any of the killers on the show. Is that good or bad? I mean, it feels like a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I think they, no, they could have done it. No killers, no panic, no fallout boy, only one My Chemical Romance, and then they got a cease and desist letter from them in-universe. Ha. Huh. That may be. Well, nope, oh, no wait. panic. That surprises me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that would have, especially for like the time period. Uh, but now Megan. It's time to move on to, we have to move past Glee, and we get to move on to next week. I don't think I could ever move past Glee, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Can we just get beyond Glunderdome? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> but next week is uh, my time to pick. It's my time to shine. You can say I'm the boss, baby. <laughs> next week i'm the oh, boss fuck you. can we can we talk about glee again next week please <laughs> you know scotty nope. i'm getting a lot of boss baby vibes from your hint i'm getting <laughs> big boss baby energy so that's what we're gonna be doing next week megan cool 
Until then, Tanner, where can people find you on the Glee Club? Like, where can you find me on the Glimpsternets? Well, let me tell you. I'm on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and on Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. Um, and I also have podcasts of varying pods. I've mentioned Loser Like Me, which is a podcast for me and Christina go through every episode of Glee. We're almost done the Glee project, so soon we'll, we'll, we'll do some bonus content and we have to watch a movie at some point. But then we'll get started on season three in like August, I want to say. Um, you can find that on uh, Twitter at Loser Like Me Pod. I also have a podcast with my friend Lindsay called Not If I Reboot You First. And it's a podcast where, here's the thing, I was trying to figure out how to explain this podcast on this podcast. And the Venn diagram between fun fiction and not if I reboot you first is almost a circle. It is <laughs> because we. It, it, I I have listened to not if I reboot you first, um, and it is delightful and also eerily similar. We, we do reboot our favorite properties before Hollywood has the chance to, and it is kind of like brainstorming fan fiction. The episode where I rebooted Spider Man Far From Home, not No Way Home, not Spider Man Two No Way Home, get Deadpool home. I I can't remember the whole thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, no, that's for when we talk about merch. It's fine. Okay, yeah. Anyways, yeah, I, I, I did have an episode where I like took Spider-Man Far From Home, and I basically wrote the whole thing. I took almost everything out. The only semblance of the original movie left is that Tony is still dead, and Mysterio is there, but now he's a shitty theater kid. Hell yeah, I'm down with yep. it. Now, was, yes. was Vulture in there? Uh, don't, yes. Scotty, don't. He was, like, was... he was warning Peter about Scorpion, because I actually followed up on the Scorpion plot. Oh, okay. So, how, so Vulture got there. I'm not sure how, but Spider Man had something to do I with think, it. Okay. I think if I remember correctly, I had Peter visiting Vulture in prison to be like, "What's going on?" And Vulture's like, "There's a scorpion guy. He's got a scorpion tail." And then at the end, he cuts off Flash's legs because Flash has to pretend protect Spider Man. And then Scorpion's like, "I don't care. I'm a murderer." And then yeah. Flash gets delegged for you know totally normal reasons that don't have to do with a sequel hook. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, anyways, not if I reboot you first, that podcast can be found on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F pod. Those are the letters for not if I reboot you first. They're pronounced near if. And then finally, I have a podcast called Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium, where I am the GM of a Pokemon tabletop actual play with my friends. It's currently on hiatus because one of our players and also the editor is a real radio host now for reals. So he doesn't really have time, but we have at least a 70 episode backlog to catch up on until we get back in the swing of things. That, so now is the best time to get caught up, is what you're saying. Exactly. It is a cussing podcast, which I feel I have to mention because it's a Pokemon podcast, too. And some people are like, like children, listen to the Pokemon podcast. And I'm like, cunt. I'm like, fuck, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're, you're on one of the most cussingest podcasts. So I feel like anyone listening to this is going to be like, yeah, cunt. <laughs> I, mean, oh. <laughs> I mean, all my podcasts serve cunt, but I feel like people should know if they're just getting into it from the most childish one of them yeah <laughs> and yeah i've got other projects on the horizon that i can't announce yet but you know watch the space follow on my twitter i like when number goes up we all do like when number goes up when when pokemon show come back can me and megan be t- team rocket can we be just team rocket members who fuck shit up <laughs> unfortunately that show wasn't really conducive to guest spots but i would love How to have either of you on my you. other podcasts <laughs> I guess if we can't be fucking Team Rocket. I'll go do my podcast on another podcast. You can show podcast. up on one of my other podcasts as Team Rocket. As t- that was what I was just about to say. We could just come on another show you do, but just in character as Team Rocket. Yeah. Uh, Megan, where can people find you on the Pimpernel? No, nowhere. Um, <laughs> on, on Twitter occasionally, at Meg underscore Danger. On Tumblr more often, at MegDanger.tumblr.com. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. 
I don't talk to me. <laughs> I, I love you all so much. Don't talk to me. And all you cool gay teens can find me on your favorite website, Facebook.myspace slash Twitter at Scotty Mo S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And check out all the other podcasts from JWF Wrestling. If you thought, hey, pro wrestling needs more Scotty, that's how you get it. Or you can check out The Weird, the actual play TTRPG podcast, where me and Megan hunt a, this evil ghost. His name's Casper, and he's the ghost of of the teacher from Glee, <laughs> and he's trying to make us sing. That's it. We got to talk to Charles. The The next arc, the monster is his teacher from Glee. Just starring me. <laughs> We're gonna fight the ghost of the guy from Glee. Wait, no, not that not one. That one. Not, not that one. Not that one. No. <laughs> Thank you to Best Day for the music that lets you know you're about to hear this shit, and then the music that lets you know you are done experiencing it. If you like the way it sounds, you can hear more like it at soundcloud.com slash best hyphen day or searching best day on you know music stuff i don't i don't know your fucking life if you like the glee cast glee covers you'll like the music of best day mm-hmm. <laughs> and megan the sure. reviews are in <laughs> the reviews are in and the the fans fucking love it fast and furious presents spider-man multiverse of madness no way home to get deadpool home featuring morbius the hot new shirt on our website <laughs> Which has apparently already been worn to a D and D session. We've got pictures on the Discord. Honestly, that the qual like like the, the shirts look great. Like in person, having seen the picture, <laughs> I was upset. <laughs> I know this looks far too good for what this shirt is supposed to be. And if you want it, you can get it at merch.aloadofpurebs.com, or you can get it on a mug. You can get it on a sticker. You can get it on magnet. Whatever you want. And then if you want to support the show additionally, you can do it at patreon.com slash a load of BS where you get early access to the show every single week. As soon as I get done editing, it goes to you crazy maniacs on the Patreon. And then the rest of you scrubs have to wait to get your glee in a week on Thursday. But I don't want no scrubs. Uh, The scrub is a guy I can't get no love from. And that's what you missed on Glee. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Saved it. <laughs> Thank God.